It's graphically novel. A podcast by three brothers who like each other but love comic books. I'm Jamie. I'm Sam. I'm Josh. And on this episode, we're going to be reviewing one of Sam's picks. And so, Sam, why don't you tell us what you picked and why on God's Green Earth you picked it? Well, I picked uh, Spider-Man 2099. It's the classic. Uh, I think it has another name on the novel. It's just Spider-Man 2099. But uh, they I were super it, creative. It's just volume one. Volume one. Yeah, I didn't think it had a, a subtitle <laughs> or nothing. But, you know, I, I picked it because I've always liked Spider-Man. And this is my favorite Spider-Man. Just his suit, different powers, the the setting in the future, the hover cars and all that. It's it's a really good read. And that's why I picked yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of my I mean, I I kind of tipped my hand when we did the preview of, of a, for the next episode on the last show. I I love this series and I think that uh Spider-Man 2099, these first the first 3 issues of this trade or one of the best origin stories in comics. I just, I love it. It, it is a great one. Josh, did you have any thoughts? Uh, it's fun to look at. He was <laughs> nodding sagely. I was. <laughs> it, so, wait, we'll this later. is an audio podcast? I mean, people can't see me? Yeah, it, it complicates things when you just, you know, nod wisely, you know. Oh, and, okay, <laughs> okay. Then get the job done. I'll use my words next time. Uh, and this is a fun and read. And I've seen all of our faces. We don't want this to be a video podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's a true statement. Uh, now, you, both of you guys had read this. Jamie, you, you told us about how you had read this uh, in your teen years getting started. Sam, I know you've read it. So I had the fresh take on it. So maybe I'll have a little bit different perspective than you guys on some of the stuff. Oh, yeah. I am completely going to be. I am not objective <laughs> when it comes to this story. Because no, I've read the, almost the whole run, and I read it as it was released originally, too. As it was oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I'm the only yeah, one I, looking at it with fresh 2019 eyes, not, yeah. you know, early 90s <laughs> eyes. Yeah, I'll, yeah I'll, I'll come back to that when we talk about the best cover in a little bit. But uh, you want to do some grades? Yeah, let's do some let's grades. Let's do it. Let's grade this thing. So we do, on Graphically Novel, we do the soon to be world famous maybe never world famous live action batman grades and so we are basing our grades on the men who have thus far played batman in live action movies so we've got starting at best to worst we've got bell affleck keaton west kilmer and clooney um we'll get robert pattinson in there somewhere one of these days um i've got a i think that's going to be a a long argument about where we put that but um I think the I think the I think the most objective person on this show is going to be Josh. Josh, you want to go first? Uh, sure. I'll I'll lead us off here, and uh, I gave this one an Affleck. I didn't go all the way up into Bell territory, but it's a solid Affleck. It's a good story. Uh, like you said, Jamie, it's got to really wow you to get the bell. And uh, there was a few things on this that that kept it from getting up there, but it's it. I really enjoyed it. It was a fun read. All right. Well, I've got a complicated grade. Um, so if it's, if it's just the first three issues, the origin story, um, I would give that a bail. Um, the next story arc, which we're covering the first five issues, which would be a modern, because this trade is 10 issues long, but modern trades aren't that long. And so we're doing the first five issues and I don't love the next two issues after the origin story. And so um, I'm going all the way up to Bell for the origin story. For the trade as a whole, I'm going to knock it all the way down to a Keaton. Oh. So, maybe so maybe balance out to an Affleck? I'll take that. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't like the, the, the specialist stuff. I don't, I don't really care for it. Now, once, once we get to issue six and start the next story arc, it jumps back up again. I got you. Yeah, but so Affleck is an average grade for the first five issues. Now, Sam, tell me, tell me why you gave it a bail. I gave it a bail because <laughs> I did give it a bail. Because <laughs> he's the best Spider-Man, obviously. I did like his origin story. And in the first five uh, issues of the, I did like the, the specialist in it. I liked Venture. I liked, I liked all the bad guys they had in there. So we'll, we'll cover it when we get to the specialist. I don't see why you don't like him. Okay. 
I mean, I don't hate him. I still gave it a Keaton. I just, yeah. I, I, I love, I adore the origin story. It's one of my yeah. favorite origin stories. And the specialist thing's just kind of okay. Yeah, it kind of is, but this, they're just getting started with it, so. Yeah, yeah, so we're averaging out to an athlete. And Keaton is still a good grade. I know we, we we always pick stuff we really like, so we're always up in the Bell and Affleck territory. And when something gets a Keaton, we're always a little bit, oh, you gave it a Keaton because it's all stories we like. We've not reviewed something yet that nobody's got a soft spot in their heart for yet. So uh, I Black think we Hammer, do forget that a Keaton is a good score. Black Hammer was a little uh, touchy though. <laughs> yeah, we, that, we dipped down a little bit into that. Uh, two two thirds of us did. Yeah. Anyway, let's read our summary, and <clears throat> I didn't write one, although I probably should have, because this is probably the worst comicsology summary <laughs> that we've come across. So I'm going to read it, and then we'll do one on the fly that actually tells you what's in, <laughs> what's in these issues. So it's here, here we go. Venture, the specialist, the vulture. The future is full of menaces, but none so vile as the corrupt government and the corporations behind it. A scary future needs a hero who's just as creepy. Perhaps a wall crawler of some kind. See the world of tomorrow and the cast to inhabit as the Spider-Man of 2099 battles evil in both high and low society. Um, yeah, that that doesn't describe what we read at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're taking a thousand mile view from space and looking at it, yeah, that's kind of what we read, but... I mean, that's like an elevator pitch. That's not really a summary. Right, right. Yeah, so, I mean, what we've got here is we've got a, a scientist from the future who's kind of doing the Incredible Hulk TV show experiments. It's kind of what it looks like to me. Even the chair he sat in reminded me of the old Bill Bixby <laughs> TV show. Yep. But, uh, and so he gets tricked into um, putting spider stuff into himself because he was doing research into the original Spider-Man for their corporate radar program, which is pretty interesting. I don't think he got tricked though. I think the guy uh, snuck in and done it. Well, yeah, no, yeah, he didn't get tricked. They they did it to him. Yeah, he, he didn't yeah. do it to himself. Um, uh, and then we had, and so they send this guy Venture to try to capture him. He's kind of a don't know how you still have hillbillies in that that far in the future. Um, but they send a hillbilly cyborg to capture him. Um, and it doesn't work out so well for him. And then a competitive competitor, uh corporation stark, stark. fujikawa mm -hmm. um they send a samurai straight from like feudal japan after him um and that doesn't go well for him either and miguel maybe murders a dude and then falls into low city all right damn, what damn. i miss guys uh that's the half points really yeah, yeah okay that's, I, that's big parts yeah I see downtown is one of my favorite parts of this series. It really is. That's where you get to meet Vulture. Yeah, Vulture twenty ninety nine is one of the best parts of uh, the twenty ninety nine part of the Marvel universe. He that when that the summary mentioned the creepy people in the future, they meant the Vulture. Vulture and his people. Yeah. All right. So on our creator credits, um, I, I really think that the 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 dudes and lady who worked on this, um, I think they did a stellar job, and and so I'm gonna do our creator credits, and then we'll start digging into this. I forgot to do the spoiler warning, guys. When you done the summary? Yeah, I was thinking that we didn't give too much away though. Yeah, we kind of did. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of just a loose overview, so we'll go with yeah. that. It's like a 30-year-old 30, 30 story or something. It'll be all right. I'm getting ready to say, there's got to be a statute of limitations on the spoiler <laughs> warnings, right? <laughs> all right, so no no nuclear clacks in this week. Maybe it'll make editing easier anyway. So, all right, uh, all right guys, so here are, the, here are our creator credits. Our writer is Peter David. Penciler is Rick Leonardo. Inker is Al Williamson. Colorist on issue one is Steve, not Bushimi, Buchalato. <laughs> and then on issues two through five is Noel Giddings. And letterer is Rick Parker. And I think that the best colored issue is probably issue one. Um, and then issue two, like the, the Noel Giddings lady, I think that she 
hadn't figured out how to to how to color this 2099 future weirdly colored world. But by issues by, by so issue two is kind of weirdly colored. And then I think issues like three through five are just a, a hair below issue one. Yeah. So I think the color is like with the exception of issue two, the coloring is really good here. And it was kind of different looking than the other comic books at that that time period. Yeah. We'll cover that in art. That's what I want to talk about. Oh, I'm jumping ahead. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, it's, it's one of my... <laughs> Where's my, my head this evening? I know. It's, it all started when you didn't send us to document on it. It's been all downhill. I have no excuse. I can make something up if you want me to. Yeah. My imaginary dog died this week. I, uh, I don't know. It was right. Did you eat your homework first? <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, um... One of the things that I think, I know I say this almost every episode, I think I'm really proud of our graphically novel pyramid. I think it's a pretty uh, clever way we go about analyzing things. And so we're going to go through our pyramid again this week, and we're going to look at story, art, and characters. And so, uh, Sam, you want to start off talking about story for us? Yeah, the the story is it's my second favorite part of this trade. I do enjoy the story a whole bunch. Like we was talking at the beginning, his origin story had the the Bruce Banner kind of feel. But when I when I was reading it, I, I kept flashing back to uh, the Fly, the movie, uh, Jeff mm-hmm. Goldblum movie. Yeah. It kind of kind of had that feel for me too. But I, I like the sci-fi futuristic feel. The the way they talks a little different. The hover cars. So I, I really enjoyed the story on that part. And it's completely different than any other Spider-Man's been out. Yeah. And I, like I said, I, I don't, I don't, I don't love the the specialist story, but I do love the origin story. It's one of my favorites. Um, and I, I love the way they set it up. Like he's not just some dude experimenting on himself. That like he gets the the trick part isn't him getting tricked into the chair. The trick is when they give him the drug. Yeah, when his boss gives him the drug, he's trying to quit. Right. Yeah. And so I love that angle on it. Like he's like he's trying, he experiments on himself, but not to give himself powers to reset himself. So he's not addicted to that drug anymore. And yep. then his jealous coworker, you know, trick yeah, He's the one that pulls the trick. It's like, Oh yeah, we're gonna turn you into a spider or yeah. spider man. You know? Yeah. yeah. I think he was trying to kill him. Honestly. I'm pretty sure he was just trying to kill him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all the other experiments had failed. <laughs> yeah. But, but he, but he booted up a Miguel spider program. Yeah. Right. Which they yeah. thought they were what still pretty far back from human trials, so yeah, you're right. They were. He was pretty sure he was just killing Miguel. Yeah, but, but I, Miguel, I think, I think kinda... he... go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say I think he was doing that to try to uh, get to look like Miguel done it to himself, like he got antsy and just tried the program on himself, and he thought he was going to get away with it. Was how I took that. Well, also I yeah. think Miguel has been mean to him for years, and has driven the guy crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's not the nicest guy in the world. No, but Peter Parker is is funny. Like he's jokey. Miguel's he's smart alecky a little bit. Yeah, Miguel's mean. Yeah, it's not lighthearted real, at all. <laughs> yeah, there's a real mean streak to his jokes. Yeah, but we're gonna get to that. So what else do you have on story, Josh? Did you have anything you want to add? Uh, just like Sam, I I got a kind of a Blade Runner meets Fifth Element kind of vibe from it. You know, it's the, the the buildings, I really was digging the fifth element style where everybody lives so far up in these tall buildings that you don't even go to the ground anymore hardly. You know, I, I, I got I like that part of the story and it, it played into the story. It wasn't just, a, you know, a world building uh, add on. It actually plays into the story with him falling down into low town and there's a whole different class of people there. Uh, so I got I like that other story. The he said the origin story. I was glad I didn't have to watch Uncle Ben die. For a, you know, 50th time i'm getting i'm getting a little wore out on that but they still work the phrase in the the spider-man kind of. phrase yeah they yeah, pretty but, much got it in there but to show the difference like they give it word for the peter parker with great power comes great responsibility and miguel rejects it like, with yeah. great power comes great guilt yeah exactly <laughs> so, uh, but no I, I enjoyed this story i like the uh, bounty hunters coming after him and kind of getting a see what kind of powers he's got because he's learning these powers, you know, as we're watching him go through it, he doesn't know really what he's capable of. So it was kind of fun to watch him get different fighting styles thrown at him and different kind of stuff and see how he was able to handle it. 
So. Yeah, he gets his first major fight with uh, Venture within 12 hours of becoming right. Spider-Man. And what he say? He hadn't been in a fight since elementary school, so he's like <laughs> completely unprepared to fight. You know, this he's world's probably the toughest bounty hunter. Yeah, he's kind of <laughs> defensively running away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> trying to hide. I think he pulled the Bruce Willis from uh, uh, Die Hard. He's just hiding. I'm trying to get <laughs> into a hiding spot the entire fight. But I, what you know, saying? but. We was talking about the special, so I want to talk to you about that on the story side. Okay. I kind of liked that it's, it's a futuristic setting, but it still had the shows that the Japanese samurai still hold to their old ways, even that far in the future. That's what I liked about it. They still there's a select few that still try to hold on to tradition for that the samurai way. That's what I liked about it. Still seeing that in the future setting. I just I mean the fact there was a lot going on there was all I can't yeah, yeah, like, no, no, yeah. Well, it felt like they had a writer's meeting. It's like, hey, wouldn't it be cool if Miguel fought a samurai? Yeah, that'd be awesome. Let's do that for two issues. Right. <laughs> there just wasn't a whole bunch going on. Oh, yeah, I, I get that. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't bad. It wasn't really developed in Miguel's character much more. We we met Casey. Casey got set up. Um, we learned a little bit more about Gabriel, but, I mean, there just wasn't a whole bunch going on. But it was it was a cool fight. Yeah, yeah it, was a, it was a cool fight. All right, speaking of things that look cool, let's move on to art. Um, I think Rick Leonardi is one of the stars of this thing. Um, I love the art here. And later on in the series, when it switches off of Rick Leonardi doing the art, it's tough to take. I mean, <laughs> I don't think anybody else should be allowed to draw Spider-Man 2099, but Rick Leonardi. Yeah. And, and, and then the art, I really loved, enjoyed the first three issues. Then as soon as the specials come in, like issue four and five, like we were talking about, the color really changed a whole bunch for me. It uh, it was smoother. It wasn't as dark and kind of grainy feeling. Huh. I disagree with you a little bit about the color. I think the um, the issue I, two is the only I, issue two. I thought was it wasn't great. It was really kind of washed out and grainy. Yeah. Uh, but she. But that was when they switched colorists. And I, you, I think it. I think sometimes when you start something new like that, it takes some time to figure out. You know what works for what you're working on. Um, but I think by issue three, even like the last issue of the origin story, I feel like she's got it figured out and it's good. Yeah. I really I think, like it. I think the first one was the best, especially like yeah. the last page of the first one. I mean, like they nailed it. They, they can really capture people's facial expressions and emo- emotions really well. And then like if because what happened was I was scrolling through looking for the best panel. I was just kind of scrolling through like a whole bunch of pages at one time. And that's how I noticed the difference between one and three and then four and five. If you do it okay, that I, way, you, you will see what I'm talking about. Yeah, I, I know what you're seeing. What, what I've, I've got – well, I don't know this for 100% sure. Here's what I think happened. I think issues one through three are traditional coloring. Yep. And then issues four through five, they're doing digital coloring. That, I think that's what happened. Yeah, it and makes I, it pop. I, I, I like I like one through three better, but I like Spider-Man in four and five. I like his suit way it looked better. In four and five, yeah, yeah, the digital coloring worked really well. Now, some of the like the other people, like I, I, I mean, this was early. This is the early stages of digital coloring. Yeah, and I, th- I think there's some parts of it that just kind of still kind of look funny, but Miguel yeah. in the in the in the Spider-Man suit looks great. Digitally that's, colored. That's yeah, what I, I had. agree. Four and five was the best Spider-Man. Yeah, I, I think Spider-Man throughout the entire five issues is the highlight of the art. You know, the the other stuff got the job done. But, man, when it comes to Spider-Man being on the page in the suit, that that's where I really got into it. Uh, that color, too. It was like a mix of Venom a little bit, that really dark color. Uh, yeah, the the Spider-Man, uh, the action scenes were really good, too. So I was going to bring that up. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I say get that motion. The, I, the act- Go ahead. I was just going to say it's really coincidental that the one guy in the future that turns into Spider-Man happens to have a special suit that doesn't get shredded <laughs> and also looks like a Spider-Man suit. Like that's pretty fortunate. Which that's not a sp- traditional Spider-looking suit. That's um, that's a Death Head. Yeah, that, that's that weird uh, Marvel UK guy, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a Death's Head uh, logo, not a Spider-Man logo. Yep. So it is kind of random. They, 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 in the it looks uh, right. next trade, whatever, they do a, the origin story of his suit, how he got the suit. They explain his suit. 
Yeah. But yeah, so in the, not to get off subject a little bit here, but uh, when they originally done the art uh, for Spider Man twenty ninety nine, his suit was supposed to be black and red, and then the the color they used for black as it dried, it turned into that blue black. It wasn't actually colored that way. So as it co- as it if you read the some of the bubbles they talk about the man in the black suit or whatever it was supposed yeah. to be black. Huh. So as as the color actually dried as they draw a uh, coloring or whatever, it actually turned into that. So they they just run with it after that. They made it look like it after the first three issues. Well, I think it looks great. I, it's one yeah, of my two. I, I think it's one of the two best uh, superhero costumes and comics. I think I think my, I think. What's that? That's my favorite. I think I think the new Captain Marvel suit, the one she's had for like the last decade or so, is is just as good. I can't decide. I just wish that you asked me. Yeah. And I would probably cheat and say my favorite, you know, one for a dude is Spider Man's <laughs> favorite for a lady is Captain Marvel's. But yeah, okay. Yeah. But but, but Josh was right. The action looks great. Rick, Leonardo, Rick Leonardi is amazing at drawing Spider Man fighting things. Like the, the angles, like he gets him at the weird contortions he puts his body in. Uh, it is so great. Yeah, uh, we, I know we we all three of us overuse this word, but it's really dynamic. It, it is. It's it's one of the best ever. But I did have one question. Do you think the spider suit is padded? I don't. I don't think so. I think he, he draws. Go ahead. I'll say. I, I think when he got his spider stuff, whatever, put into him, he just he's a ripped dude now. So it's like the uh, he he took he spent a night in Toby Maguire's bedroom. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, he got the Peter Parker treatment. Yeah. yeah. So, but but if you notice, like all throughout the thing, whenever he's just drawing Miguel, he's this skinny, nerdy guy. But he puts on the suit and he's like swole. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on here. Yeah, it and looks also great. They, but also, as they draw, draw him as Miguel, he wears like these like business suits. that's kind of loose on him, anyways. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think they predicted the rise of skinny jeans. Uh, so <laughs> the clothes aren't super tight. So it's really kind of hard to tell how buff he is when he's not in the suit. All right. Anything else on art? No, I think we covered it. And then All right. some. All right. So characters. I think characters is probably where this thing shines the most. Um, I just, I, it might have been because I was 13 when I read this series originally. And yeah, you know, that mean spirited joking thing probably appeared appealed to teenager Jamie. Yeah, but I just I love this guy, uh, and I love the way he interacts with Lila, the way he's mean to his boss and his coworkers. <laughs> yeah, his strange relationship with his brother, the whole thing. I just I love the way that the, all the character dynamics are set up. And I like how they like from one I I say it was the three main characters is uh, Miguel. Uh, Stone and Casey, they gave them a pretty good storyline also within the trade. I, I like how it, it followed them pretty well. And I, I see, I, I mean, Dana gets more important later. Later, yes. Yeah. I, I was going to say, reading through this, I kind of got a vibe that there's not like a good guy in the story. I know Miguel Spider Man, but he's not like an inherently good guy. You know, he's super mean to his co-workers. He's, you know, disrespectful to people. Like you said, he's he's feeling guilty while he's doing some of the good things he does is for guilt, not for any, I want to help these people because I've got the power and I should. It's, oh, man, if I don't, I'm going to feel bad. You know, <laughs> like, there was, I don't think there was any other characters that were just like a good person. Like everybody was doing stuff for their own selfish motives. Uh, yeah. but they were yeah. fun and they were dynamic and you did get good backstories. They were evolved characters, but yeah, there wasn't a good guy in the story anywhere. Yeah, Miguel doesn't go out and stop crime like regular Spider-Man. Right. Yeah, that's all he's doing. Yeah. Yeah, he's not tra- like a traditional superhero. Um, see, I, I wish more of the 2099 like universe had worked because I thought that the X-Men 2099 were really fascinating. Um, I think they lasted a whole nine issues before they got canceled. But, I mean, most of the rest of the 2099 universe, when they tried to be sort of the normal superhero stuff, it didn't really work. Um, But Miguel was always, he was always different. He was just reacting to his circumstances, and he was just trying to not get caught by the specialist. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> surviving the vulture and all. It was just it, it, he had a different. He had his own thing going on. Um, Sam, how far how far have you read into the future of Miguel? I read the uh, everything they got on Comicsology. It's on Unlimited. I read it all. That's on there. So okay. it's like first two or three volumes of it. Did you so, read the later yeah. series when he came back to our time? Yeah, I read that one too. Okay, that's a good one. Right. I actually kind of like that one almost as much as this one. Well, the nice thing about that is Peter David is still writing it. Yeah. Um, Peter David has always written Spider Man twenty ninety nine, even when he's not in twenty ninety nine. Yeah. All right. Based on the fact that we stopped talking, we can move on to awards now. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I got one point. I was waiting to see if you okay. guys were done on that. Uh, okay. on a, we, we can't see Sam right now. Sam's having technical difficulties, so he's just audio. So this uh, makes it a little awkward. Uh, I was going to bring it up in the story, and I didn't. So it's kind of a character thing. He, Miguel, got, uh, I'm guessing, DNA from Peter Parker. Did they have DNA from him that they were working off of? Or I'm not I, sure how he got it. I don't know why he has talons and fangs. I don't know where that he came got, from. He got actual spider DNA. Is that what it was? Yes. Yeah. Okay. He, didn't have, he didn't have Spider-Man's DNA. He was trying to replicate his powers. Okay, I got you. See, I thought they were trying to, they had some of his DNA, and they were trying to isolate what gave him his powers so they could transfer it. Okay, so they were just, they were straight, like you said, to fly gene splicing off of spider DNA. Exactly what they were doing. Okay, I got you. Yeah, I was just curious why you had talons and fangs. (laughs) I say his his powers are way cooler than the original Spider-Man. The talons, the fangs, because later on in the the series, his fangs actually produce a venom that paralyzes people. Oh, yeah, that's cool. And he makes his own webbing. Yeah, he does. Yep. Which they stole for the Tobey Maguire movies. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but do do they uh, his uh, arm talons? Is that part of his suit, or is that part of one of his powers? I never didn't know that one. Yeah, you I see think that's that just sometimes. Yeah, and also it looks like those talons on his fingers—they make reference one time that when he was sliding down the building, that his feet uh, talons were angled in a different direction. I feel like that would make it a little bit awkward that he always have to hold his hands with his fingers pointing upwards on a wall to stick. Like that's going to make it hard to climb on a the bottom of a horizontal surface, right? Maybe, um, but he, he can he can maneuver him a little bit. He can he can fold him down, so he can maneuver him a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Maybe I'm reading too deep into it. It is a comic. Yeah, you might be thinking too hard. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's give out some awards, fellas. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? <laughs> All right, best cover. Who wants to go first? There's the right answer, by the way. All right, there is a best cover. There is a best cover. All right, go. Uh, the first one? Yep. yep. I mean, that's the only one, really, yep. to pick from. When I spotted that on the spinner rack, it was coming home with me. I didn't even think yeah. twice about it. I didn't care what else was on the, in the, on the rack. It was just that I had to have it. And and it wasn't just because it had foil on it, because it was the 90s and they put foil on things. <laughs> it's just, it looks so cool. I mean, I, I don't have this, this great deep reasoning for why it's that. It just looks awesome. You know, I like it because it's, it's got the red uh, uh, border on it. And then Spider-Man's like jumping through it like it's a window. If you look at it, yeah. that's what I really like about it. Yeah, there's no other reason for me. It's just, it's fun to look at. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's no like, element to it that's really like, oh, see this one thing? No, it's just fun to look at. It'd be a pretty cool movie poster, too. Yeah. Good. All right, best panel. Uh, Josh, you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. It's on uh, page 54. You're going to look at the first panel. And it is just a close-up of Spider-Man in that awesome suit. In his padded suit. And it's padded suit. Yeah, I, I don't have a great reason why I picked that one. I just, I like the, the mask. I like the shape of his mask. And uh, yeah, he said the, the blue. I really like that dark blue, which apparently was supposed to be black. It was. Well, that, that, was that was on my short list. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Here's a little, uh, a little behind the scenes. When I read these things, as I come across something, I think that could be a best panel or a best dialogue. I'll screenshot it. So I go back through, I'm putting the awards together. I'm just flipping through screenshots. And that was one of my screenshots. Oh, yeah. Cool. 
but my best panel is it's close to that. I'm uh, pulling a Josh and cheating. It's page 59. It's a whole page. And it's um, Miguel jumping away from Venture. And you sure have the right answer. That same one. All right. We both cheated. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't do a full panel. I wanted. To, I think the full page panels were the best stuff in there, and I tried. I, did, I didn't pick one. Yeah, that, that's, that's the best panel in the whole the whole trade is this one. And it's almost like the classic Spider-Man pose, but he's got his spider's parachute thing going on. His awesome suit. I mean, it, it's a really good one. Those little parasail things—they add something to it. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Now, but, did he make those? Is that his remember spider? he grabbed him. No, no, no. Remember he, the, the Thor, the Thorite that he uh, oh, yeah. on his kite. Yeah, he his grabbed kite. the. Yeah. He tore his kite to bits and then used a little bit of it to, yeah. to do that. <laughs> Again, I think it was pretty coincidental that it just happens to look like spider webs, <laughs> you yeah. know, for the Thor's kite fabric. But you'll notice too, like if it was like a Peter Parker Spider Man, he'd probably be swinging toward Venture to stop him from doing something bad. Miguel's right. swinging away. He looks awesome and tough, but he's swinging away from the bad guy. Yeah. All right. Uh, best character. I I know we always give this one. I think this is so easy. And if anybody has the wrong answer here, I'm going to make fun of you. Josh, who's your best character? <laughs> oh, Miguel. Yeah. Jo- yeah Sam, who you have? It's no brainer, Miguel. Yeah, it's not even close. Do we need to talk about it or just it's obvious when you can move on? It's I obvious. I think it was obvious. Okay. All right. Um, Now, we had some debate here. We had some miscommunication about our awards because I didn't do the Google Doc like I was supposed to, and it's all my fault. Um, So, me and Josh have a best quote and a best quip. And so, Josh, what was your best quote? Well, I didn't do quote, I did dialogue, which is one of our four staple awards. Uh, I may be having my. Brain, my wires getting crossed. I think we do best quote on Nerds of the Round Table. I think you might yeah, be. We do dialogue. Yeah, we do. And we we do best dialogue. All right, yeah. Whatever. It's, it's the same so, thing. <laughs> <laughs> the best dialogue, which you made reference to earlier, is on uh, page 88, panel six. Uh, it's when uh, he says, you know, it's completely wrong. With great power comes a great guilt. And uh, <laughs> yeah. that to me, I'm like, yeah, that, that just shows that, again, Miguel's not Peter Parker. He's not an uh, inherently good guy that's a do-gooder that wants to go save people. He just, he would feel guilty if he didn't do something. You know, it's not not any, you know, good motivations. He just feels obligated, basically. Yeah. And I like his younger brother's telling him that. Yeah, yeah. And it was, Kay- remember he got he heard it from Casey, too, that we meet later. Yeah. But uh, I had a different one. Um, you're, you, you probably have the right answer, Josh. I had a different one. I thought it was a revealing conversation on page 15. I don't, it's not like a single like balloon, but it's that conversation with Aaron where he's being terrible to Aaron. But at the same time, the whole motivation is like they're going to just experiment on this random dude. And Miguel's doesn't want him to do it. And so there's like that little spark. Like he's a terrible person. Like he is super mean to everyone around him. But also there's this there's a morality at the core of him. Like he doesn't want this to happen. And in his arrogance, he thinks he's the only one smart enough to help this guy survive. He's his only chance. Yeah. So so it's still even even his morality is flawed, but there's 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 something there to him. All right. I think I didn't have one on. I didn't do this one. Yeah. Right, so what did you have in place of it, remind me? I done the the quib this comeback. Yeah, quip. Yeah, okay. Let's do quips next. Sam, you go first. Okay. So what I done was on page fourteen when he was talking to Tyler Stone, talking to his boss. Yep. I think I know what you're gonna say. And he's like, "We find this pulling up right now." And his dad's talking about uh. <laughs> Said my yep. my father were alive today. You know what he'd say? Help, help, get me out of this coffin. <laughs> I just thought that was funny. <laughs> yeah, that's what coffin. I had to. Yeah. Oh, uh, I had a different one. What's yours, Josh? I had a runner up. I'll, I'll mention my runner up for my award. If, if I you think know, I if probably you got your runner up. You're going to go to page seventy six, panel three. three. I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. 
And uh, it's when Stone's talking to you and he says, you know, how can you uh, hold or how can you nurse a grudge? And he says, I have tough nipples. <laughs> I lost it. I was in a hotel room in Arkansas reading that and I just bust out laughing. I know the people in the room beside me were like, what's this crazy person doing? But yeah, that, it, it hit me hard, man. I had to stop for like a good solid minute before I could go back to reading <laughs> Yeah, those those were my two. I, I had trouble deciding. I, I went finally when I had when I'm, I had to decide. I went with help, help get me out of this coffin. Yeah, but I <laughs> I had a hard time deciding. But it's not. I mean, those are the two best. But he's quipping all the way through this thing. Oh yeah. All right, uh, Sam. So your extra one was best uh, villain, right? Yeah. Okay, who was your best villain? I picked Tyler Stone. Ooh, you swerved. Yeah. You know, it's because of all this, the shady things he does, pulling strings behind it, giving uh, Miguel the drug to keep him working. I mean, he's just always pulling strings and doing stuff. It's it's so dirty, and he's like the supervillain. He's the Lex Luthor of this. Yeah. That's a good call. That's That, right, that so, was the right answer. That's what I picked. Yeah. I picked Stone is best villain. I, I didn't think that deeply about it. I picked Venture. Yeah. <laughs> You guys are right. I I was I wasn't thinking along those lines. I was thinking of people who threw punches at him. Yeah. And and, and Tyler Stone paid uh, Venture to go get him. So I mean, there's he is pulling the strings again. Yeah, I wasn't even thinking of Venture as a villain. He's just a bounty hunter, basically. You know, he's not like an inherently bad guy. He just, you know, he goes and gets what he thinks are criminals for pay. I mean, it's not villain right, status for me. I'll say it again, guys. You all are right. Woo! Hey, <laughs> this is a rough episode for you, Jamie. It's not gone well for you. It's uh it's been a special week. <laughs> and uh we're recording later than usual tonight because it got even worse today. It was a real special day today. Yeah. Uh I don't need to bore you with that though. Uh so best fight. I think we all have that one, right? I, I did not do a best yes. fight. What a loser. Sam, what was your best fight? Page 91 through 115, The Specialist. I enjoyed the Samurai fight. I know you didn't care for it much. I know which one you got, but I like The Specialist. You gave it a Keaton. <laughs> I know. I know. But I, 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 I explained why I liked it. I liked the idea of a Samurai, you know. Yeah. I, I just enjoyed that fight. I, As I knew you fight, were going to like the Samurai, Sam. You yeah. always like the Samurai. Yeah. I, I, I do. I, I love the Samurai stuff, so. Uh, um, I went with Venture. I, I just I love that how just overmatched Miguel is, and that he He's really loses the, he can, he kind of loses the fight. He just manages to you know survive it at the end. Um, he doesn't really win a fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah, so yes, I, I went with Miguel versus Venture. You're probably right. The 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 fight with the samurai is cooler looking. It's cooler uh, looking. It uh. I mean, I think he did win that one at the end. I mean, he may have killed that guy. I, I, that's kind of a win. I, see, I I had forgotten that. Did they ever bring that back up? Not that I've seen. I, yeah, I couldn't remember either. I haven't read the, the, this, the original run in a long time. But Yeah. I think they just, like, pretend they drew that that, that page. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure he died, though. He, he slit his throat, so. All right. Well, um, I don't know. Look at Venture. He's half robot. He probably, you know, there's probably some kind of technology they could do to save him. All right. Are we done with awards? Anybody have anything extra? That's all I got. I think that's it. Yeah. All right. All right, guys. I will do better next time. I will have things more orderly <laughs> and we will do better. But this Which is, is so much fun. Uh, for you. I'm not. I'm not having the most fun I've had on on, a, on one of our episodes. <laughs> not, I'm not gonna lie. I'm just sitting back and watching the show. I'm enjoying it. It's still fun. Yeah, it's a good time. <laughs> yeah, and this is one of your, like your favorite favorite comics, man. I know. Hey, yeah. Making it worse. One of my. All right. Whatever. Well, let's cast. It. Now, I'm. I'm. I did better on my cast it section. Um. So I'm. I'm pretty confident with most of these. Yeah, so you want to. You want to. You want to cast this thing. Yeah, let's do it. All right. We got to start with Miguel, of course, but this is the one I had the most trouble with. So I want to, and usually when I have one I'm not fond of, I want to go first and get out of the way so we can move on. I I want to see if you all struggled too, though. So I want to go last. Is that okay with you guys? Yes. Yeah, 
right. Josh was real proud of his Miguel pick. He looked just flat out smug before you know we were doing our little pre-show meeting. So Josh, who's your Miguel? I wasn't going for smug, so I, I, you're making me sound extra confident. I'm not that confident now that you've said it <laughs> up. Uh, but, <laughs> you for the Miguel look. Yeah, you, you, yeah, so for Miguel, I'm thinking this came out early 90s, uh, so I kind of stayed in the vein of an early 90s lead man. I went with Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe. Yeah. From okay. like Tommy Boy, kind of yeah. kind of a little bit of a punk, but, you know. Yeah. I'm thinking what? during early '90s, he was he was the guy, and I'm thinking if yeah. this was a '90s movie, it's kind of where I went with the, with my I'm to, uh, Miguel. I'm, I'm trying to picture Rob Lowe in an action scene, though. Yeah, he's I'm wearing a suit with all the padding, so I mean, we got CGI <laughs> now. What's I mean, he's got a stunt double, okay? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Toby right. McGuire can be Spider Man. I think Rob Lowe can do it. That's that true. Foul. True. <laughs> Right. Nothing against Tobey Maguire, but, you know, before the no. movie, I never would have said he was Spider-Man. You're right. I had granted. <laughs> Same movie as your Miguel. So I went completely opposite of Josh. I picked a, a big ripped dude. I picked Chris Hemsworth. He can kind of do the, the jerky kind of dude. See, now I, Hemsworth is too good natured. I can't yeah. see him being as mean as Miguel is. <laughs> I don't know. He might be able to pull it off. Yeah. He, he's almost too jovial. He's always, even when he's like saying mean things, he's saying it with a smile. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I really do. I think he, I think he would be too nice to pull this yeah. off. <laughs> like I can't, okay. I can't see Hemsworth like saying the, the tough nipples line. I just, <laughs> <laughs> not with a straight face anyway. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, but I like Hemsworth, man. You put him as a Spider-Man, I'm going oh, to go watch that movie, you know. Yeah, it'll be it'll be a different character, but it'll still be entertaining. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'll go watch that for sure. Yeah. Uh, so I went with um, David Castaneda. Um, Miguel is half Irish, half Mexican. So I was trying to make sure I got somebody Hispanic. And David Castaneda played Diego on the Umbrella Academy. Okay, he, yeah. Oh, yeah, he was using the knives, and yep. he had some real screen presence, and he said a lot of mean stuff. Yeah, I can see that. That's a good one. Yeah, so that that's that's where I went there. But the right answer is one we couldn't use. There is a right answer. Um, Oscar Isaac is Miguel O'Hara. Poe Dameron from Star Wars. Po oh Dameron. yeah, yeah. He is, but it, but he's so perfect. Sony's already cast him to do the voice acting of Miguel. Oh, I see. Yeah, so remember, remember that little clip at the end of um, Enter the Spider Verse? Yeah. They had that one, that little fifteen seconds of Spider Man twenty ninety nine. Yeah. That was Oscar Isaac already doing the voice, or I would have picked him. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, but I, I I thought David Castaneda would be okay. No, he would yeah. done good. I like him. I think I think I may have won that one. I think you might have. Yeah. All right. And you was worried about it. I was. That was the last one. I had I had these like the other five picks like done for like you know a while and I felt good about them and I just left Miguel blank until like an hour before we recorded. I, I kind of done the same thing and only, like I said, the only reason I picked Miguel is because who I picked for Gabe. Oh, okay. I think I know where you're going now. All right. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. So Lila's next, and Lila is the hologram girl who basically does all of the adult things for Miguel, so he doesn't have to. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and she's clearly modeled off of Marilyn Monroe. Clearly, yes. Okay, so Josh, who did you get to play Marilyn Monroe in hologram form? Uh, Anna Nicole Smith. I kind of saw that coming. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, okay. she's kind of known for that, so. Yeah, I mean, well, I, I, mean, I, I, I wanted to say Marilyn Monroe, but I'm like, well, you can't go that much on the nose. That's yeah, that's, that's kind of cheating. So well, uh, when you said you were trying to stick with '90s people, people who were famous right. around this time frame, I kind of figured that's where you were going to go. Okay, so you you kind of spoiled my plan as I wasn't really going to mention that all of my picks <laughs> were. But yeah, everybody I picked was famous in the late '80s, early '90s. So I kind of went uh, went in that vein. I did a theme. I know you like your theme picks. I've done a couple of things. I don't have one this time. Um, okay. My my Lila, I went with uh, Kaylee, and I'm not saying her name right. Kuoko, 
Big Bang Theory. Yeah. Yeah, Penny. Yeah. I forgot her name. Yeah, Penny from Big Bang Theory. I thought I think she would do a good job. She would yeah. do a good one. And, and especially I, later on when when Lila gets a little bit more character development, um, I think she especially would do better with that part. Sam, who was your Lila? Sam? I think he's gone. Oh, no. Uh, Sam just sent me a text message, and he picked uh, Tina Fey. I did not. <laughs> he's laughing. You're back. Hey. Hey, he's back. There he is. Scott froze up, okay? We know okay. Sam can't text that fast. <laughs> 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 well, we're firing on all cylinders tonight. Say who was your Lila? It was not Tina Fey. I heard that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I think I got the right answer. Penny is a very good answer, though. Just, just so okay. I was trying to say it when it froze up. But I picked Charlize Theron. Yeah. So if you think back to her, like her uh, perfume commercials and stuff like that, when she's walking in that gown. Yeah. I haven't seen her be silly a lot though. And there's a no. there's a there's a silliness about Lila. That's kind of why with Kaylee Cuoco, she has that sort of traditionally you know blonde attractive thing going on, but she's also funny. Yeah. But Charlize yeah. Theron definitely yeah. looks. You might have won, but I think. Yeah, man, I'm killing it. I've got I've yeah. got compliments on all my picks. Yeah, but uh, I did, before I went with my '90s theme, I was thinking uh, Kate Upton for Lila. Yeah. As a more modern tick. And then I realized I was doing a lot of time traveling. So I was like, well, I'm just going to do everybody from the 90s. So <laughs> just, I, borrowed, I stole the time machine for this week. Yeah. Well, see, I mean, a lot of stuff happens with Lila later on. I don't know if Kate Upton can actually act or if she just looks like, you know, Marilyn Monroe. Right. I was going strictly off looks. Yeah. Um, all right. Tyler Stone. Um, I feel, I'm going to go first. I feel really good at my pick and you're all going to be jealous. And you, you're, only, you're it's so good, you don't even want to give your picks. You'll just acknowledge <laughs> that I'm right, and we'll move on. Aaron Eckhart. Yeah, that's a good one. That is a good one. That's yeah, think, good. think of the jerk he kind of, he played in Thank You for Smoking. I mean, he was basically playing Tyler Stone in that movie. Yeah. Yeah. That That is a good one. Yeah, I, that was my that was my very first one, and I felt really proud about it. And I, I strutted around for a few days, and then I filled out the rest of my list. <laughs> Josh, who was your Tyler Stone? <laughs> well, I'm still going to give you my 90s pick. Uh, okay, do it. I, I like we, a good theme. We may have to change the hair color, because I don't think that platinum bleach blonde is going to work. But I went with Powers Booth. Yeah. Grab him from the set of Frailty. Yeah, exactly. That, yeah, that's that, not bad one. Yeah. That's not bad. Not Curly Bill. Uh, more like from Sin City. He played the uh, what, senator or whoever. Yeah, the senator. Roar. Yeah, that's who I was thinking. Yeah. That's who I was thinking. That's as not a, bad. Yeah, that was one of the, I, I cast him and I cast Rob Lowe. And then I was like, wait a second. After my venture pick, I was like, I got to go with 90s. Like, I'm just doing a 90s theme. But See, he, I, I, he, he wasn't one of my 90s picks. He was just a, a, a pick I made. But you can grab him for 90s. I, th- I think for Josh's picks, we're not grabbing people... With the time machine, we're we're taking the film crew back in the time machine to the nineties and making the movie in the nineties. That's go. entirely possible. But I, now I want to bring them forward so we can use the CGI of today. I need those graphics. All right, Sam, who's your Tyler Stone? Jason Isaacs. He plays a jerk in a lot of stuff. He was yeah. in Soldier. He's in the Patriot. He played those military guys really good. Uh, he was even in uh, Harry Potter. He was uh, Malfoy's dad. Yeah. Man, those are all good picks. Yeah. Guys, I'm proud. I'm proud of all of us. I, I thought I had a walk off home run there. I thought I was going to walk away with that one, but those were all strong. Yeah, I'm proud of you. Good job, guys. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Gabriel, Sam, tell us who your Gabriel is. You've already mentioned it a couple of times. So it should be obvious who I picked. Now I picked Liam Hemworth. That's who I picked first. And then I was like, I couldn't pick away from Miguel. So I was looking at that. I was like, you know what? He's got a brother. They're brothers. Let's just rock it. Let's just see what happens. So that that's why Chris is Miguel. And I, cause I like, I like Liam as Gabe. He kind of looks like him. I could see him playing that part. Well, I did a similar thing. And so I picked, uh, uh, Oh, I forgot his name already. David Castaneda, Diego from the Umbrella Academy. So I picked one of his brothers from the Umbrella Academy. 
uh, to play Gabriel. I picked Robert Sheehan. He plays the uh, the guy that talks to dead people. Okay, yeah, yeah. The drug play Gabriel. Yeah. yeah. Um, because, I mean, he, he kind of is kind of whiny. He, he does that really good. I mean, the kind of like over-the-top emotional stuff that Gabriel does in the story. Robert Sheehan does that a lot in the Umbrella Academy. And, I thought, yeah, and they, were already been, they were already brothers. So Yeah. Yours works good. Yeah. Josh? Well, I, I almost done the same thing. I started to go with Chad Lowe, Rob Lowe's younger <laughs> brother. <laughs> but then I didn't. At the last minute, I changed it up. Uh, I went with uh, Joey Lawrence. You'll remember him from uh, Blossom yeah. and also uh, Joey and Whoa. Melissa a little bit later on. Yeah. I was alive in the 90s. I know who Joey yeah. Lawrence is. Okay. Well, not everybody was. <laughs> But anyways, I think he could play that kind of emotional following a girl around, getting sucked into different lifestyles based off of who he's dating at the time. And he kind of looks like, you know, Rob Lowe's little brother. Like, I could I could visualize that. Yeah. Clearly third. Um, <laughs> but, not, but not embarrassing. That, that wasn't my best pick now, obviously. That was not my best. All right, so next, next is Venture. And I thought that we were all going to have different stuff. And you all both apparently think there's an obvious answer here. And I don't know who the obvious answer is. Uh, I have the right answer. Okay, go. Clearly the right answer for Venture is uh, Carl Urban. Think of him as Judge Dredd. <laughs> yeah. But we, I, we, we we may have to put a uh, statute of limitations on how, how many times we can pick Carl Urban. I mean, really, I, I was going through, I had different picks for him. I was like, I just can't picture nobody else playing this guy. Like, really, it's got to be him. See, I, 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 see I, don't, I don't see Carl. This is like one of the few times that, that I don't see a tough guy as Carl Urban. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Just Judge Dredd. Uh, just watch the new Judge Dredd. No, I, I mean, Carl Urban's great. I've picked him for the last three episodes in a row for something. I'm not disagreeing with Carl Urban's awesome. I, I, I think this is the first time I've actually picked him, so. I, th- I think he's been picked as much as Idris Elba now. He's I think so. There. All right. I, I just well, couldn't think of way Well, I, I had three options for Venture, um, and I'll give you my two runners-up. Just I'll just name them. I, Idris Elba was one of my runners-up. He would do a good job. Rise, rise. I thought Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson does a good kind of country accent because Venture's clearly supposed to be some kind of hillbilly. Yep. Um, and so, I mean, they, if they're not going to cast one of us, Woody Harrelson does that good accent, you know. But maybe have you heard? Have you all watched the Highwaymen yet? The Netflix movie? No, with uh, Kevin Costner. Yeah. They're chasing yeah. Uh, Bonnie and Clyde or something. Yeah, Woody I want to see that. I haven't watched that yet. It's really good. But the, he's, but the accent he does there it, and the voice he, and the way his voice sounds is how I like, – the kind of voice I hear when Venture talks. But those weren't my picks. I picked Michael Shannon. Um, he's made a lot of indie movies, but he's most – like most people know him from being General Zod. Oh, okay, uh, yeah. He's actually from uh, Kentucky, Lexington. Yeah. Uh, yep. But he's been in a lot of stuff, like a Midnight Special, um, Take Shelter – uh, a really weird movie called Elvis and Nixon, where he yeah. plays Elvis. <laughs> yeah. Do you know that was a true story? That actually happened. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so Michael Shannon's my venture. Uh, no, that, that, that's a good pick. All right, Josh, who was your venture? All right, so you know I'm grabbing from late '80s, early '90s. Who was the cowboy in the early '90s? Clint Eastwood. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, well, I, I, I thought Sam, Sam, I swear you were going to say Clint Eastwood when you said it's an obvious answer. I'm like, yeah, who's the most recognizable cowboy aside from John Wayne? I mean, got to be Clint Eastwood. But no, you could have went like Tombstone and used Kurt Russell from the 90s. Yeah, I wasn't really getting a Kurt Russell vibe from him. I wasn't either. But... I, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't either. Yeah. I love Kurt Russell. I mean, I'll cast him in anything. But, yeah, I think Clint Eastwood, he's got the gruffness of voice. I can see him kind of being a little bit cynical and just over this young kid that's running around not taking the fight seriously. Like, I can see Clint Eastwood. Like, now, Joseph Wales, Clint Eastwood. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if I was going to get somebody from the set of Tombstone to play Venture, I would grab Michael Bain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. Johnny Ringo. Yeah. I'm your Huckleberry. All right. <laughs> Last one, Casey, and she doesn't show up. Well, she's named before the last two issues, but she doesn't show up as a character until the specialist uh, part. Um, I had a lot of trouble with this one, guys. <laughs> um, 
I don't love my pick. I'm going to say who I picked, and then we can just move on real quickly. I picked Allison Bree from Community and Glow. Um, I just think she's kind of spunky. Um, I just, I don't know. Move on. Move on. Josh, tell move me who your Casey is. <laughs> All right. So my 1990s Casey, I went with Demi Moore. Ooh, that's a good one. Oh, yeah, that is a good one. Yeah, I was I was pumped about that. Some of the 90s oh, yeah. options limited me a little bit, but then sometimes I'm like, well, I can narrow my focus down. But yeah, Demi Moore was one of my better picks, I thought. Yeah, that's a pretty that's, good one. Yeah, that's good. If you're time machine in it, that's that's a good one. All right, yep. Sam, who's your Casey? Well, I used Kate Beckinsale. Think from like the first Underworld. The little short hair, the attitude. Yeah. That's yeah, that's I'll good. Play. Yeah. Now, I think the the only thing I thought that, that Allison Brie was better uh, for that is like when Kate Beckinsale does action scenes, like I believe her. Like she knows what she's doing, whereas Casey yeah. doesn't really know what she's doing. She's just like getting by on spunk and sass. Yeah. <laughs> and so I kind of wanted somebody who didn't really look like they knew how to, you know, be competent in an action scene. I think Kate, Kate Beckinsale looks way too competent. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but she, but she looks the part. Yeah, that, that's mostly what I base it off because she looks like Casey. Yeah. All right, fellas. Anything else we on Spider Man twenty ninety nine other than it's awesome and this was a mess of an episode and it's my fault and I'm sorry. <laughs> it is awesome. Everybody should read it. It's the best Spider Man <laughs> out. And there's a whole bunch of it in Comicsology Unlimited. Yeah. And so if if you if you've got a subscription, you can read a whole bunch of this. Um, if you don't get a free trial and start here, that's what I did, honestly. All right, so our next episode was going to be one of Josh's picks, but Josh has recently moved and has had no time to do anything except, you know, move. move um, yeah. yeah, that's it's pretty time consuming. So he's 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 skipping a pick here in the rotation, and so we're going to skip ahead to one of mine, and it's another one that I'm nervous about. I picked Six Gun Gorilla. And it's kind of weird. And last time I picked a weird one, it was Black Hammer. And that was um, not not my favorite episode. That didn't go the way I wanted it. <laughs> I know you're getting brave trying to try another yeah. weird one. Well, well I, I, ha- I ha- Go ahead, Sam. I, say, I, I read a little bit of it. It's not that bad. So, <laughs> it's, That's a yeah. ring endorsement. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's what, not Black Hammer. I like it better than Black Hammer. I'll say that. Uh, wasn't there a mix-up with the schedule earlier? And me and Sam, we both we, we started reading this one. I got like two issues into it, and then no, it wasn't a mix-up. Uh, we did the Black Hammer episode, and I got spooked, and I moved oh, it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I moved it back. <laughs> That's what it was. I'm thinking, like, I've already read a couple issues of this. Yeah. <laughs> no, the uh, I picked a weird one. It didn't go well. Let's just scoot something called Six Gun Gorilla back down the schedule, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Not back to back. We need a we need a month of, in between these. <laughs> yeah, let me put something a little more conventional in here. But I, I love Six Gun Gorilla, and despite what it's named and the fact that there really is a gorilla with pistols, uh, he's <laughs> one of the main characters. Um, it's actually one of the smartest comic books I've ever read. And by the time you get to the end of it, there's a lot of uh, commentary on media and how we consume media. Um and uh, what what I mean there's a lot of commentary about storytelling going on so it's a it's actually a, despite <laughs> how it looks in the title it's a it's a really smart graphic novel and it's really thought provoking and so uh I hope I hope it's not as uncomfortable as Black Hammer was <laughs> I don't think it will be uh, so you you've already looked at it what do you think of the art Sam just real quick no no spoilers did you like it did it was it off putting it wasn't off putting it's not my favorite but it's not that bad. Okay. Put it that right. way. I was a little nervous about that. You're, Sam is super picky about art, and so I was a little afraid. It's, it's one of my big things about reading a graphic novel. I have to be able to look at it and enjoy it, plus I like the story. Yeah. And but if it's weird like, art and I don't like it, it makes it hard for me to read it. Even if yeah, it is a good story. Yeah, you're, there's like there, there's styles, though, that you really don't enjoy. And I was uh, afraid it's going to slip into one of those categories. Nah, it, it, it's different. It's not bad, though. And it has color, so. <laughs> it does have color. That's a total bonus. It must have color. No, that's not a bonus. That's a requirement. It's a requirement, yes. Yeah, that's how it goes. 
Oh, I'm about to put something black, black and white on the schedule, and I'm <laughs> I'm curious how Sam's gonna react you, to it. We just gotta tell him ahead of time. Say, man, going in, just know it's black and white. There's no color. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll make a note on the schedule and put it in bold. Yeah, you know, it automatically it has no color. It knocks it down a notch. Just already loses one of its grades. Just right there. <laughs> Well, in in its defense, we'll do this off the air, guys. Let's let's let our listeners go. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, so next time we're we'll talking about a super weird graphic novel that I love, and hopefully they can tolerate. All right. Thank thanks for listening. If you've listened to the end of this thing, my hats off to you. Um, this was a mess of an episode, and we'll try. To, I'll try to make sure I do a better job next time. This was all my fault, and so don't don't blame my brothers. This was on me. <laughs> and uh, we'll see you next time for Six Gun Gorilla. Uh, uh, good night, international listeners. Salute. <laughs> good night. See ya.